So I went out on Saturday night for the first time in ages. The first time in fucking ages. Last time. See, when I say I went out on Saturday night, I don't mean I went out, like, fucking on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, my my days are going out on a Saturday night and getting on it are fucking long behind me. Thank fuck. Thank Christ. Like, I look back on them with rose-tinted glasses. There's a bit of romanticism about the whole thing. Like, oh, fuck. Do you know how good it would be to go out there and get absolutely fucking annihilated? But I mean, I mean, there was a point. There was a point where I was like, I could fucking get on it, but I didn't. But I didn't. I chose not to. Right? I I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. That's me fucking jumped jumped on about six hours into the the day out that I had. The day out that I had, I went out with my my good lady wife. Like we went out the last time that we had been out together would have been last year, uh, and we went to see the Book of Mormon. That was another. That was a birthday present or a Christmas present. I can't remember. We bought tickets to go see. My good lady wife got me tickets to go see the Book of Mormon, right? Which is my second musical that I've ever seen in my life. I don't like musicals. I'm not a fucking fan of musicals. I I don't get it. It's not. It's not. I I, I understand why people like them. I I understand the concept of the musical. I understand this, how difficult it would be to tell a story through song over a period of fucking an hour, two hours or something, but I just don't fucking get it. I don't I, I don't understand it. South Park. South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut is my favourite musical. I quite like Grease. I can smack on Grease and I can, I can fucking get to the end of it, but I don't get the other stuff. I was at a wedding. My mate got married. And I was sitting at the, ta- the table eating her dinner kind of thing. That was one of the last nights that I got properly on it. The next day I woke up with a hangover and I set a, de- a deathly sense of guilt. Like, what did you, you're an arse, you're an arse. But that was because all my mates were there. Like, see the guys that I was out with, that, that I used to get fucking on it with. The guys, the enablers, the fucking... <laughs> all the enablers were there and we were all enabling each other. But there was a point where we were sitting around, later on the night, there was a point where I was sitting around the table and there was some shit happening. I don't really think I can, I could really go into what was happening, but I, I, there was a point where I was like, I, I, I could be fucking 19. Nothing really feels like it's changed. Everyone just kind of looks a bit older. But that same, that same bit of, we could fucking, we could get, well, we could, five days, we could get five days out of that, like, it, that's still kind of there in all of us, I suppose, in a way, which is fucking worrying when you think about it, maybe it doesn't leave you, maybe it's there all the time, but anyway, right, I was at this fucking, I was at this wedding, and we were all talking about shit, and I don't know how it happened, and it was one of those moments where I said, someone was talking about Hamilton, that musical Hamilton, and I was like, I've never seen Hamilton, and then that, the same conversation you have with anyone, when you haven't seen a thing, they go, you haven't seen, you've never seen Hamilton, no, I've never seen Hamilton, you're fucking joking, you've never seen, I can't believe, you've never seen Hamilton, it doesn't matter how many times you ask me this, the answer is always going to be the same, you haven't left me two hours to go fucking watch it and come back and tell you that I have seen it, I haven't seen it, but my good lady wife, she was like, oh, what's it about, she was mad into it, so it kind of got to the point where I was like, there is a point in our, I suppose this is in every person's relationship with other human beings, where you find it, you've watched a thing to the end, and then there's that space where you go, "What the fuck's next? What's next?" And that annoys me. But I'm like, "Fucking, I can't be fuck looking at stuff. Just put something on." And one of those nights, it was, it, "We'll try Hamilton." Honestly, I made it 45 minutes before I was like, "I can't watch this anymore. I need to switch this off. I don't fucking. I am, I am hate. I don't get it. 
And I didn't have any distraction. This was pre-drawn on the couch every night. See, if I'd have been drawn on the couch, that could have just fucking been on and I would have been away in my own wee world. The problem was I was looking at it. There was a clockwork orange type thing where I was sitting, my eyes were fucking open, getting made to watch the thing. And, eh... Uh, Plus, this guy went on about how fucking wonderful it was. And he told me it was the best thing that had ever happened since some other fucking thing. And, and I was like, all right, well, this guy's obviously fucking passionate about Hamilton, right? And I was like, right, I'll, I'll watch it. And then I, I was like, I don't fucking really get it. I don't really, I don't know. I just think it's a musical thing. But it, The Book of Mormon was the second musical I've ever seen. The first musical I've ever seen was Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I was fucking Joseph in his technical dream coat. So in primary seven, fuck knows how it happened, right? But I was Joseph in the fucking the school play, right? I, I was fucking Joseph in the thing, and it was supposed to be the whole thing and all that, but everybody it was a fucking nightmare. The teachers obviously were like, this is like herding fucking cats. And they get whittled right down to the fact that it was like three songs and then a guy just reading all the shit that had happened in between it all, rather than the whole fucking production kind of thing. Which I understand, because fucking, now looking back, what, 10? Obviously, it would have been been a fucking nightmare, do you know what I mean? Anyway, I remember doing that audition. Like, I genuinely remember doing that audition, because the year before, they made everyone audition. They made everyone audition. I don't know if I've told this story before. They made everybody audition, right? I think I have said it, but I've not said it here, right? The and it was in prime. I was in primary six at the time, I think. And what had happened was, they put everyone in that fucking. I don't know if you remember me saying the noisy quiet room. They made they put us all in the fucking noisy quiet room and made us and everybody had to sing, kind of thing. I was like fucking hell, and it was getting more and more to me. Now, let me just say, I can sing like fuck. I can I can fucking sing, right? I I've I am the I am a songbird. Do you know what I mean? There is music in this heart of mine, and it needs to get out. Like I'm fucking I could I can fucking sing, right? And I've all I've I've always been able to sing. I think I just had nothing to sing. That's what the problem was. That I had nothing to sing. The only song I remember ever sing, singing was "I Believe I Can Fly" by R. Kelly, and then that prick fucking ruined it for me. Years later, they ruined that fucking treasured childhood memory, the arse wipe. Do you know what I mean? So, he, that's the only thing I remember singing, and it was on Big Hits 96. It was a big fucking mix CD, which was the only CD I had. I didn't fucking, I didn't know music existed. Like, good fucking music, like things that are well written and people give a fuck about it. Like, not mass produced utter shite, drivel pish, written by 1200 people and costing a million pounds. I'm reading a book you now. No, I say I don't read like fuck. No, I say I don't read a fucking thing. I bought a book, again, see we were out, we were out doing our fucking thing and all that, we were in Waterstones at one point, right, and I was like, fucking hell, there's three fucking flights of books, I didn't realise there was that many books fucking written, and I picked up this book by John Niven, uh, Kill Your Friends, who my friend had been saying, oh, you need to fucking read it, you'll love it, yeah, yeah, this is, get you, this is right up your street, which is the same pitch I got for fucking Hamilton, you'd love this, this is right up your street, and I'd started reading it last night, and I, and I was like, this is fucking tremendous. Like, it's so it's so fucking good. Anyway, I can sing like fuck. So, I was in the noisy quiet room, and we were waiting for everybody to do an audition for Papa Panov. That was the school play, right? And I'm sitting going, I don't fucking know what I'm going to sing. And people were just getting up and singing the songs that they'd done at the, the, in music, in the music lessons. Bongo Joe, with his drums so grand, the best bongo player in the whole of the land. And then what was the other one? Hi, my name is Joe. 
I work in a button factory. One day, the boss came to me and said, Hi, Joe, are you busy? I said, No. Will you turn that button with your left hand? Hi, my name's Joe. I work in a fucking button factory. That that was the shit that they were saying. Do you know what I mean? Fuck's sake. Anyway, it was getting closer and closer to me and I'm like, I'm a fuck singing bongo Joe. Like, there's no fucking way. And every so often someone would get up and sing <laughs> Wonderwall or something. And I was like, I'd heard this song on the radio, right? And it was a, it was a Roy Chubby Brown cover. Fucking, there you go, right? I don't know the song. Alice... I don't know where I'm something, I don't know where I go, I'd fucking something, something. But for 25 years I've been living next door to Alice. Alice, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? So I thought I'd get up and sing this, but don't say fuck. Get everybody shiting themselves to the point where, is this idiot going to swear? Oh, holy Jesus, mother of fuck, is he going to swear? And then and I got up, it got to my point, and I'd, I'd sung it, right? Not good. I didn't sing it good, because I was more, I was shiting myself about the fuck thing. And I never done it, right? Uh, I never said, fuck, I, I should have. Looking back, I should have, right? Because what happened next was an absolute pisser. Um, uh, I'd said the thing, and then the teacher was obviously new. Oh, is that fucking right, Wido? You're going to get up and you're going to sing in front of everybody? Is that right? Is that right, you wee Wido? Sing us something else. So I stood there for what felt like fucking 15 minutes, staring into space, trying to think of another song that wasn't Bongo Joe. Until the point where I just gave in and sang Bongo Joe and never got a never got a part in the school play. Because I, I in fact I did that's a lie. I was old man number three. Fight for a right, live or die, there is no other way. That's that was my line. I still fucking remember it. Etched into my memory. <laughs> Burnt, seared into the back of my mind. As Billy Connolly used to say, tattooed on the inside of my skull. Like that, that fight for your right, live or die, there's no other way. And I shouted that like a fucking lay miserable. The what was I talking about? Where the fuck was I? I can sing like fuck. Right, so in primary seven, we did addition again for 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 Joe and his fancy coat, right? And what happened was he it got to the but we were allowed to. It wasn't a case of you're we're getting forced to do it. So I got up and I sang, right? And I remember the color running out my my teacher's face. I remember it. I remember a fucking, I rem and I remember I turned around looking at other teachers, and then, like, X Factor, and then turned around at the end and going, you can sing? Like, surprised, surprised that fuck features would be able, was talented. <laughs> surprised that fuck mugget. <laughs> surprised that me, with my fucking bowl cut, would, could actually, was a, was a chanter, and they, and they cast me as, they cast me as Joe, Joseph, and his Technicolor fucking dream coat. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud. All my street cred is fucking just dribbling out the window. Street cred. I've never had that. There's never been a point. I've never been the coolest guy in the room, I don't think. I don't think I've ever walked into a room and went, ah, oh, fuck, man, I'm the coolest guy in here. And then even if I did walk into a place and go, fuck, man, I'm the coolest guy in here, I would probably want to leave. <laughs> I'd probably go, this is fucking not my crowd. If I'm the coolest fucker in here, then this place is full of fucking idiots. Do you know what I mean? So, I uh, I was Joseph, and my mum bought his tickets to go see Joseph in his technical dream coat in somewhere in Glasgow. So she did, and we went to see it, and I was fucking bored shitless. Uh, it just does nothing for me, right? So when we went to see the Book of Mormon, I'm supposed to be talking about my fucking Saturday night. Haven't mentioned a fucking thing. Let me take a drink of coffee. 
Back on the coffee, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I spilt my last can of Red Bull, as I told you in the last podcast, potentially, unless I fucked the numbers up and they're all out in weird stuff. But I haven't been out to buy more energy juice yet. That's on my list of things to do today, to, to buy supplies. I need to go out once a week and buy supplies and bring them in. Water and Red Bull. You seem to be the fucking... The, the, the constant. Anyway, right, Jesus Christ. What was I talking about? I can sing like fuck. Don't like musicals. Don't like musicals. Went out for, that was the last time we were out. Holy Jesus was um was to see the Book of Mormon. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great, but it did. I also hadn't seen the film, like the recording of it, which made me go. I think I would like to see the Broadway one of this. Walking away from the Book of Mormon gave me a. I gave me a thing where I was like, oh, I kinda get this a wee bit more now, but at the same time, I still wouldn't go. I'd never go see a musical. Like, I'd never go see Cats. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Like, I would, the only time I would ever go and see something like that is if I knew my good lady wife fucking loved it. And I'd go, right, well, I will go with you and we can share this experience together. But there is every potential that I will be fucking... I, I might need to be medicated before I do this, which I think maybe, maybe if I was medicated before I put Hamilton on, I might have... I might have enjoyed it a wee bit more. I, I don't know, it just does nothing for me. Anyway, we went out on Saturday. I don't need to justify it. I'm allowed to not like things. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm allowed... Just like you're not allowed to fucking like things, I'm not allowed to like things. It just fucking happens. There seems to be this th- thing where I, I... Maybe it's just me. Like, when I say things, like, I'm, I'm trying to go, no, but there's a reason why I don't like it. I'm not just a bastard. I, fuck it, I just don't fucking like musicals. They don't they fucking do anything for me. I love films. I can fucking watch films all day of the fucking week, but the, when as soon as the singing comes in, I'm like, oh, this would never happen. I've never been walking down the street and someone's going, oh, I'm fucking starving, help me, or whatever the fucking songs go like. I don't know, but they see, I don't, ah, fuck it, right. So I was out on Saturday, Jesus mother. I was out on Saturday. We went out, right, and, and we'd crammed all this shit into a day. We went to see, I'll tell you what happened. Well, I'll tell you what we done. Ah, fuck it, I'll just tell you the, the running order. We dropped the kids off, which is the fucking, that's the first thing. That's a hard fucking gig. I was throwing all the shit in the bag and thingying it all out. I, and I'm I'm, a, I'm an easy fix. I just fucking deodorant. Deodorant and a wee scoosh aftershave and I'm ready to go. Do you know what I mean? My good lady wife gets ready. She has that time to get ready, to put clothes on and stuff like that. Ah, And I run about with the kids and throw stuff in bags and go and try and gear everything up to, to get them out and fucking drop them off. But I wanted to get them there and out because... That was the day we went to see the, the Banksy exhibition, right? I'm not going to tell you much about the Banksy ex- exhibition other than I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was fucking good. I liked it, right? I'm not going to tell you anything about it because either go fuck go fucking see it, like it's there in August. Like if you're going to go see it, go see it. Or after August, ask me. I'll tell you then. Like I'm not going to spoil it for anyone, right? The one thing I will say, which I thought was fucking tremendous, which I thought was the fucking best thing ever, and I experienced this twice in one day, which made me seriously think about some of the shit that I do, right, was when we walked in the front door, they took all our phones off us and put them in a case, they put them in this locked case that then stayed with you, and you couldn't take your phone out, and I was over the fucking moon at this, because I was, I didn't want fucking, I didn't like the idea of people posing in front of shit and then me not getting to see a thing and flashes going off fucking constantly and people Instagram live and pish and all that shite all that shite that takes you away from the fact that you're fucking there you're there 
and you should be there. You shouldn't be somewhere else. You should be there when it's fucking happening. All of it should be like that. All of it should be like that, as far as I'm concerned. Every fucking thing should be like that. Anyway, that's that out. But we went round. There was a couple of things that had happened that I was like, this is really fucking funny. Watching other people interact with stuff was the was the funniest bit, was the best bit for me. Because there was a time where... So there was a, a woman behind me with her kids, right? And there was a thing on the wall that was obviously vandalism. That's what it is. It's... Whether you think it's graffiti or whether you think it's street art or whether you think it's whatever, whatever this thing was, it didn't have permission and it was crudely done, right? And it was fucking, right? And the, and the, the young folk, the, the younglings, brought that to their mum, going, is that, uh, I got fucked up, is that, is that, was he allowed to do that? And the mum's like, well, no, no, he wasn't allowed to do that. And then you could see the youngling going, "Well, can I? How does, how does that happen? What does it?" And and then you start to see the, the the parent is then going, "It's it's naughty, that's naughty, so you shouldn't do that." And then going, "Well, some people think it's naughty, but I don't think it's naughty, but you shouldn't do that." And then I'm like, "Is she could? Is this going to keep going?" Like, I, and I was just kind of looking at the thing, listening to them, and I was like, right, so she's trying to explain van, she's trying to explain vandalism and art to her youngling, who has never seen vandalism or art, or if they have seen vandalism, they weren't aware of it at the time, they weren't aware they were looking at something that could potentially turn into this fucking art thing that ends up in the gallery of modern art and you pay money to go in and see, do you know what I mean? But it was funny watching that dynamic, do you know what I mean? Where you're like, oh cool, this is, this is funny. It's just funny watching people react to this thing and how some of it's art and some of it's not and some of it is and some of it isn't and really none of it is fucking anything and it's all pointless and meaningless and it will all end up in a skip one day. Like, really, that's what it is. When the human race wipe their cell off the face of the fucking earth and the robots take over, they won't talk about fucking Banksy. Like, they won't go, ah, oh, he, was, he, was, he was one of the good humans. They're not going to fucking give a fuck, but it was just funny watching this kind of conversation happened between a, a parent and their child, trying to explain that it isn't supposed to be done, but at the same time, it is supposed to be done. Like, you're, you're supposed to do it, but you're not supposed to do it, but you should do it, but don't get caught. Can't, whatever the fuck they were trying to explain. Anyway, the fact that no one had a phone was fucking brilliant, but there was a there was a couple of points where I was like, I am... I, um, what the fuck? Like, one of those moments when you're just like, what the fuck? And I think I've... I think at one point I actually said it like that out loud. But it was... So when we were leaving, there's a big sign that says exit through the gift shop. Obviously, it says fucking exit through the gift shop. And there's a guy standing who unlocks your phone, right? So I get my phone unlocked. I was like, cheers, man. My good lady wife gets her phone unlocked. Thank you very much. The guy behind me gets his phone unlocked, turns around 180 degrees and takes a photo of the back door takes a photo of the back door, which is a black wall. The way it's been designed is it's a black wall. You can't see any of the exhibition, right? So he took a photo of a black wall, and I don't know what he done with that photo. I don't know what that black wall was supposed to prove. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that was supposed to actually fucking... Like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. See, even trying to explain it now, you've got a photo of a black wall. You could be fucking anywhere. 
You could be anywhere. Every venue that I know has black walls. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's 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 shite. A lot of fucking nonsense. But that's what happened. The guy was she like physically shaking to get the phone out and take the photo. And, and you're like, what the f- what the fuck? That's what I said. I was like, what the fuck? Like you were there. You were just in it. You were just there. Do you know what I mean? In and then there's you're in the gift shop and there's all these books, these cut and run books, which essentially is the exhibition. Essentially, that's what it is. It's the exhibition. I was like, you could just fucking buy one of them. Do you know what I mean? You could buy one of them and have all the pictures of everything, all the stories, and you would have it encapsulated in a fucking book. That's what you would have. But you took a photo of a black wall. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's a fucking outside the outside. They probably took photos all the way up until. There was folk taking photos of the line. There was people taking fucking photos of people queuing. Yeah, you know, this is fucking ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It's absolutely fucking stupid. Anyway, after we done that, that's when we went to Waterstones and fucking walked about. I, I don't really know what else to say about Waterstones. I asked for a skateboarding book and they looked at me as if I just farted. <laughs> well, he didn't really. He was, nice. he was a nice guy, to be fair, but he, I was like, where would you keep... Do you have any skateboarding books? And they were like... I don't think so. I was like, have you checked the sports section? I was like, it's all football. It's all football. And he was like, it's your fault for being into niche sports, mate. And I was like, I did have a feeling. I did have a feeling when I came up to speak to you that it was definitely a me problem. Why can't I just like football? Eh, prick. Why can't you just like football? So I couldn't get a skateboarding book, so I bought that John Niven one. And I'm really fucking glad I did, to be fair. Uh, And it's the first thing I've read since... Since that Billy Conley one, that... uh, Windswept and interesting. Then what would be the book I'd read before that? Steve-O's biography, autobiography. And then before... Because I did do the book reading thing. The Old Man in the Sea, Hell's Angels, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I remember did fucking Naked Lunch, all that sort of stuff. Feeling Loving in Las Vegas. Like, I'd read all that. J- Charles Bukowski, uh, what'd you call it? What's that? The, something of the Damned. I don't I don't know the the postal service. Is that another one? The post office? Or something? Fuck knows. But I used to read all these books. I did... I can't fucking lie and say I didn't. I did, but it kind of got to the point where I was like, ah, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. You're reading books so you can say to people, I've, I've actually read that book, yes. I've read that book, and I thought that the subtext was really fucking, ah, fuck, pish. Pish, and at that point, I was like, I just really like Batman, so I just started reading Batman again. Sometimes I picked books up so that people could see that I picked them up, kind of thing. And that's a, that's a wank. That's a wank. And I'm glad I don't do that anymore. But my friend had said this book was brilliant. And I walked by it twice. And I was like, ah, do you know what? Fuck it. Because I wasn't going to buy it. I was like, ah, fuck it. So I bought the book. And then we went for something to eat, which was great. I had food. Someone else made food for us. That was fucking tremendous, right? But then we went to see Placebo at the O2 Academy, right? Uh, it had been cancelled. I'd bought, I'd bought tickets for my good lady wife at Christmas. And it had been cancelled because Brian Moko was unwell I think he had something wrong with his throat so he uh, they, they rescheduled it right now there was a couple of things that happened one thing happened in the line which I thought was which angered me which I ang- angered me a bit and now that I'm thinking about it I'm like why are you angry that was fucking stupid so um, I get stickers made I'll show you them I've got them here I didn't plan this by the way but here they are you won't be able to see them unless you're watching this on the video thing right but I got these stickers made right they're just my they're just my throw up just a pink and pink and yellow kind of throw up with my Instagram handle on it right I was, I was handing them out instead of business cards and I've been handing them out because I'm trying to get my numbers up I'm trying to get my Instagram numbers up I'm trying to get all my numbers up because I think 
I think the game. I think the game is this, ladies and gentlemen. I think the game's rigged, right? And after seeing the Banksy thing, I think this is a hundred percent definite, right? No one makes up their own mind anymore whether things are good or not. What they do is they look at the number attached to the thing and then they decide if it's good based on that. That's the game. That's the game. No one looks at things objective. Objectively, is that even a word? Objective, adjective. Fuck knows. They don't look at them and make their own mind up anymore. The, uh, it seems to be that the game is you make stuff, right? You get your numbers up, people look at your number, decide you're good. The, that's the game. The trap of the game is you make stuff to get your numbers up, right? And then the stuff that you make gets your numbers up and you keep making that stuff because it's making your numbers go up and you end up hating the thing that you make. So then you, you end up in this horrible trap of making the same fucking thing over and over again to satisfy a number and the number defines whether you're good or not. That's the that's the game, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry if I've just fucking pulled the curtain back and showed you what happens. That is the game. That is the game of art. That is the game of music. That is the game of books. That is the game of any sort of fucking creative thing. And I guarantee you it's probably the exact same with fucking modelling. I guarantee it's the exact same with fucking riding a bike. I guarantee anything that you do, that'll be the thing. That'll be the game. The game is, get your numbers up, they'll decide if you're good. That's it. When you get to this stuff where it's like you can't measure it, like you can't go, I've won 60 medals. I can't go, I've 60 gold medals for art. All I've got is a fucking failed musical career, right? Couldn't even fucking get the full, all the songs of Joseph out. I'm not the songbird of a generation. Like that's, do you know what I mean? That's the game. So anyway, I get these stickers made. They'll be, I'll be handing them out. If you see me and you want a sticker, I'll have stickers in my purse, right? Uh, and my, I still fucking love saying that. And then uh, I'll be standing these stickers out with the, see the fish prints, which are only three left, by the way. Right now, currently, there's only three left. I sold seven, which is amazing because there was a point where I was sitting and it was about an hour deep, and I'm going, I'm fucking selling none of these, man. Like this is, this isn't obviously. You don't have the numbers yet to sell this stuff. You're not. Your numbers aren't good enough to sell 10 of these things but I've sold 7 and I'm over the fucking moon with it I'm going to try my best to get rid of the last 3 so I can say I've sold that out and then when you go I've sold this out then people go oh he sold a thing out maybe he's good let's look at the number ah he's only got 3,400 on he can't be good he need 10,000 to be good are you 10,000 follower good? no so the fucking what was I talking about the sticker right so I'm standing the line I'm standing the line and I, I these stickers in my bag there was a, I had a very, listen, I carry paint everywhere I go. My cars always get paint tucked away somewhere, right? And there was a, a few, when I was walking around Glasgow, there was a couple of spots. I was like, I could get that in the way home. I could do that. I could do that. We'll be out at this gig about 11 o'clock, half 11. I could get that. I could get that the now kind of thing. But I had to stop that bit of my brain. I had to stop that bit of my brain, which is the same bit of my brain which was like, you could get absolutely fucking, you could get, you could get steaming. The reason I drove up, was so that I didn't drink. So that I didn't drink. But while we were sitting in the... Having our lunch. While we were sitting having our dinner, sorry. Me and my good lady wife were talking. And so we would came out the Banksy exhibition. Went to Waterstones. And then went back and sat in the car. For like 20 minutes. Before our, our dinner. Rather than sitting out in the fucking heat sweating. And then we were sitting eating our dinner. My good lady wife was like, see if we, I've said before, see if we'd get a hotel, we would, could just go back there and we wouldn't need to go and sit in the car for a wee bit before the gig starts. And he's like, ah, you're right. I says, we could get a hotel. And as soon as I said that, I was like, and we could get fucked. That that was the next the next sentence out, my, out of my mouth was, we could get a hotel and we could drink. I could get steaming. The two of us could get absolutely fucking steaming. I could just drive home. I could just drive home tomorrow. This isn't a, this is perfect. 
and my good lady wife was like, it's like 300 quid a night. And I'm like, fuck off. To stay in Glasgow? Bullshit. And I, anything near us was like 300 fucking bangers a night. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not spending 300, ba- 300 bangers plus the money to get drunk. And do you know what I mean? Like, I ain't fucking, I, there's no way I'm spending that. That's like four brick. That's like 400 pounds. Fuck that. There's a lot of paint you can buy for 400 pounds. A shitload of paint you can buy for 400 pounds. So the, I didn't do that. Anyway, so I'm standing in the line. Let me take a wee bit more coffee. My mouth's getting off a dry though. I might need some water. I might need some water, but I drink out these plastic bottles. It's not a, it's not a good look, but then there was another thing. That, there we go. Fuck it. Is it foreshadowing? Is that what they call it? Sorry to break. Sorry to break the fourth wall. So I'm standing in a line and I've been putting those stickers up everywhere. Oh, by the way, I get them made in reload in Glasgow. Just so you know. Reload in Glasgow where I got these. They, they, they posted them out to me this week. And I had a stack of them in my purse and I was just kind of putting them up around at different places. And I was standing in the line and there was a lamppost in front of me, right? And I was talking away to my good lady wife and I peeled off a sticker and I walked up and I stuck the sticker on the thing and came back in the line and there was an older woman, maybe two or three people in front of us, an older woman and an older guy. A couple, obviously. And the look they gave me, the way they looked at me was like, you scumbag, you fucking scumball doing that, right? Like, that's the way they looked at me and I was like, holy fuck, a sticker? (laughs) A sticker, like, a, a, okay, kind of thing. But as I joined the line, my good lady wife was like, ah, you fucking vandal. <laughs> you fucking vandal. And I was like, no, man, they were fucking angry. So we're going down the line, right, and we get closer and closer to the O2 Academy. And they've got the, see on the on the front of the thing, they've got the posters that say who's coming up and stuff like that. There was a guy in front of the older couple, so maybe five people in he- ahead of us, um... And this guy took a, a wee tiny plastic rubber duck, took a wee tiny plastic rubber duck and sat it on top of one of the poster stands and took a photograph of it, right? And the guy in the room went, oh, that's great. That's, what's that you're doing? What's that you're doing? That's not how they spoke. But that I'm just doing that voice for fucking comic effect and, and because I can't do impressions. That I can't do impressions. And the guy's like, oh, I just kind of put these ducks around about and I take photographs and stuff. And oh, that's really good. That's fucking, oh, that's brilliant. That's, that's, I'm really, that's fucking wonderful. And I'm going, and I'm a, I'm a cunt. Like, is that, is that a, I'm a fucking vandal cunt. Like, it just, it's the same thing. It's the exact same fucking thing. The only thing is mine says my name. That's it. And then he, and they, they were like, do you take it with you? And he's like, no, no, I just leave it there. And then I'm like, that's fucking littering. That's fucking, that's fucking littering. That's what that is. See, if it's, see that you fuck, he's fucking littering. That's a fine. That's the same amount of fucking... See, see, see if the police fucking came. See if the, po- if the police appeared, we both would be getting £80 fines. Both of us would be getting £80 fines. Pricks. Like that, and I was like, what the fuck? So when does it become... Many followers has this cunt got? That's what, that was my first thing was, how many followers has this guy got? But he just put the, the thing up there. Listen... I, I was I looked at it too and I was like, that's fucking cool, I quite like that. It, my, my problem isn't the duck. My problem isn't the guy putting the thing up there and putting the duck. My problem is the fact that I get looked like like I get they look at me like I'm a complete and utter fucking scumbag, right? Whereas this other guy does the exact same fucking thing. The exact same fucking thing and puts it up 
and takes a photograph of it and it's fucking art. Like that's that's the bit. Well, like, what the fuck? The difference is I had letters. Mine's is letters. That's it. They don't see it the same. That's littering. That pla listen. If we're going to be completely honest, honest about it, a seagull's going to eat that plastic duck and die. A seagull is going to choke to death on that rubber fucking duck. That wee tiny plastic rubber duck is going to kill a seagull that's probably a parent, which is probably a parent, or even worse, it's a young seagull that doesn't know any better and never got a chance to live its full fucking life. Never became its, got its full fucking potential of life, man. Never got there because it died eating a fucking rubber duck that was left by some guy that impressed an older couple. Do you know what I mean? Poor seagull bastard, dead. That'll never be a headline. That'll never be in the fucking front of the Glasgow Times. Rubber duck kills seagull. Arsehole leaves it behind at gig. Do you know what I mean? That'll never make a fucking headline. But I thought it was funny. I did. I genuinely thought it was funny. I was like, that's hilarious. That's really... That's how the whole thing... It just... The, the, everything's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it, I, I don't know if I've said this before, right? But I think the closest thing I have to a religion besides walrus chasing, which isn't a religion, obviously. Obviously it's not a religion. Is, and here's this. Is absurdism. Is, it, it, and that's the only thing I've ever read where I've been like, that's the closest thing I've ever heard to what I believe, right? And absurdism is that you, the, the nature of the universe is completely absurd. And trying to derive any meaning from the universe whatsoever puts you in direct conflict with the nature of the universe. So what you should do is just ride the fucking seas of time and attach meaning to nothing because it's all meaningless. And that's where you'll find, that's where I think you'll find happiness and contentment is realising that the whole thing is, a is absurd. The idea of fame is absurd. The idea of money is absurd. Everything's absurd. All these human constructs are completely absurd. The idea of putting a sticker on a wall so that you, so you've left a mark so that someone knows that you exist is absurd. Putting plastic ducks on top of poster frames is absurd. The whole thing's fucking nonsense. Anyway, another wee sip of coffee, I think. We went into the gig, and the first thing the guy at the door says is, no photography. It's like, cool, man. No phones. Cool, man. Next person. No phones tonight. He's like, that's absolutely fine. We get in. I'm totally fucking transported back to what it was like when I went to gigs, because I haven't been to a gig for a long time. Right? I haven't been to a gig for a long time. Uh, and I was like, wow, fucking hell, I remember, I remember, I roadied in there at one point, my mate's band played in there and I was the roadie, I roadied at the O2, I played up the stairs one time, I played up the stairs one time in front of fucking no one, <laughs> in front of fucking nobody, there was a recurring theme, and uh, I was like, this is, this is surreal being back in here, anyway, right, we're watching the band, the band's about to come on, and they put a recorded message out, right, so it's Brian Moko who puts, I think that's how you say his second name. Brian, we go way back. Me and Big, me and big Bryzo, me and Brian were, uh, Brian puts a recorded message out saying, in a roundabout way, in his way, in his language, it, like, listen pricks, we're all here. Do us a favour and don't film. Just watch the fucking gig. Just watch the gig. Do us a favour and don't film. But he, really asking nicely, really pushing forward the fact that there's posters all over the fucking place saying don't use your phone, the people are telling you as you hand your tickets over, don't use your phone and now the guy in the band is saying don't use your phone, right which is good because there's a couple of things, right, one of the things I remembered when I go to gigs is how freakishly tall I am 
right? Because every time I go to a gig, I always hear the same thing. I'm always stuck behind a tall guy. I'm always stuck behind somebody taller than me, is what I hear. Do you know what I mean? I'm always stuck behind somebody that's taller than me. That's what I hear from behind me. And I think, see, the reason that you're stuck behind me is because you're short. That's why. People that are tall don't say that shit. Do you know what I mean? They don't say that stuff. Obviously, they don't say that stuff. The reason this keeps happening to you is purely physics. That's it. It's, the universe isn't against you. It's just I'm tall, you're short. <laughs> that's how it fucking works. But the downside, the upside of being tall is you'll see everything, right? The downside of being tall is, see the short arses in front of you? See the short arses in front of you who want to film the gig in their phone? I'm watching the fucking gig through your phone. That's that's the downside of being tall at these things. I need to watch a band who I have listened to for fucking 20 years through your fucking phone screen because I'm taller than you. So uh, it might be annoying that you're behind me. I can't fucking help it. I can't fucking help it. But the big guy's telling you don't take your phone out. Anyway. Anyway. I don't know if that's me being a bastard. I don't mean to be a bastard about it. I just... I, I don't really mean to be a bastard about it. I said it because... Like, I thought about that. And I kind of pieced it together in my head. Sorry to break the fourth, the fourth wall here. But I, I, when the person behind me had said that... Um, I, I kind of pieced that kind of bit together. And I was like, I'll say that on my podcast. I'll say that on my podcast. And maybe it'll turn into something. So I kind of pieced it together. Now that I've said it, I'm like, ah, maybe I'm being a bastard. I didn't mean to be a bastard about it. They moved. They moved out the way. So they did. They went something went round me so that they could see. And then I was very aware during the gig that there was a there was a there was a, a person behind me who was shorter than me. So I tried to stay out the way of them, kind of thing, so that they could see. Like I did try that. I don't know if it worked. I'll never be able to speak to this person and ask, did you, did you notice that I was trying to be very kind? Did you notice that? Anyway, so the band fucking come on, right? And there's this guy, man, this fucking guy in front of us who is just sucking on a vape. Sucking on a vape every 30 seconds. There is a cloud of strawberry fucking, it's not even smoke. There's not even smoke. A cloud of strawberry vapour. Strawberry vapour. Fucking honestly. Puffs. Fucking puff the magic dragon. Fucking hunters of this shit appearing. Right? And as soon as the band come on, and they've said about the phones, as soon as the guy, as soon as the band come on, comes on, the guy takes his fucking phone out and starts filming. And you're getting, he's seeing wee bits of the band play in between puffs of fucking flavourless, soulless fucking liquid vapour flying out this fucking guy's mouth, right? And, he, and he'd done it more than once. He'd done it, like, multiple fucking times. Like, the guy was steaming, like, steaming drunk, right? And I was kind of getting the feeling, like, this is what happens when you try and cram a week's worth of living into one night. This is what happens. You get absolutely fucking miraculous drunk, and you're the. Oh, and every time he took his phone out, I looked. I looked round. I looked round the gig. Looked up at the balcony. He's not a fucking phone in the place. One guy, one fucking guy, and he kept fucking doing it, and it was annoying me. I was like, for fuck's sake, man! Like, is this where we're at in life? Is that where we're at now? That guy's never going to look at the wall, the picture of the fucking black wall, and go, "Oh, that bikes exhibition. That was wonderful. Look at this photograph." That's never going to fucking happen. 
in a month of Sundays. He's probably going to tell all his friends about the stuff that uh, the stuff that was in there. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then the, the people that look at the black wall are the, the fucking digital friends, are the people on Facebook that don't fucking, you never meet in real life and you couldn't give a fuck about. Fuck, Placebo had a song about that, so they did. I can't remember what the name of the song is. I can't remember. The, the opening word was My Computer Thinks I'm Gay. I can't remember what it, the name of the song. But it was kind of talk, talk about that, the, the people that you'll never meet on the, on the internet, the people you're trying to impress, people that you'll never fucking meet. Anyway. And this guy done that with his phone, which was the irony as well, because there was a point where like there, there was someone filming. The guy done it a couple of times, and then he just fucked off. He disappeared. Like you get three songs in, and then fucked off. He just went to the bar. Do you know what I mean? He just fucking disappeared to the bar and never came back. And then every so often, someone else would try and sneak their phone out, but the security guards were wise to it. So the guy, someone would take their phone out and start filming, and a security guard would see it and then take a torch and shine the torch and shake it. Until the guy put the person put his phone down. Let me just say it was it was only the guy. It was a guy that was doing it. I didn't see anybody else doing it. It was it was it was men. That I, I, do you know what I mean? Maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's wrong of me to say that that they were men. I don't know. Is it? That's an assumption. That's me assuming. And Brian Moko said something about that at the gig. So he did. He said a couple of things at the gig. And he was talking about trans rights and stuff like that. And here I am just fucking saying a guy took his phone out. Maybe I need to spend a bit of time thinking about that. I don't mean anything bad by it. I don't mean anything bad by it. I think that's the defining quality in what you say is where it comes from. Like whether it gets said with hatred. Whether it comes from these fucking guys. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like whereas fucking I'm just assuming a person. There we go. Let's just fucking wind that all back. A person was fucking filming, right? And they kept doing that, and that was the most distracting thing in the planet. That reminds me of another gig. I seen the Wu-Tang. I seen the Wu-Tang in the O2 Academy. And uh, obviously the Wu-Tang used words, certain words that I will never say. In, in real life, I will never walk down the street and fucking use some of the words like that. But I will say hut one, hut two, hut three, hut old dirty bastard, live and uncut. I will still say that. Still's unbreakable, shatterproof. Know what I mean? Like, I will say that, but but there's certain bits of these songs that I won't say um, for obvious reasons, right? For obvious fucking reasons. But when we were at that gig and it was the Jizzah, the Jizzah said, we're all one, I'm going to paraphrase the genius here, but we're all one species, we're all one tonight and here listen to the Wu-Tang. So when you're singing along, there's certain words that you, you it wasn't giving everybody a free pass. But what he was saying is, because I kind of get that. I think about this. I've thought about this a few times, but it's like, I, I remember the first time I heard racist language. The first time I heard racist language used was actually used to be racist. Do you know what I mean? Like it was it was used to be racist. It was someone saying negative things about people of a different, of another culture from another part of the world. And even then, some of the racist language they used, these people, the, the person in particular that they were using it against, fucking, had a Scottish, had a fucking British passport. Like, they were born here. They were, they were born fucking round the corner from where I stayed. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was all a house of fucking cards kind of thing. But the first time I heard racist language was when people said it, like, and they meant it racistly. Do you know what I mean? They, they were being bastards. Whereas my younglings have heard racist language, but the way they've heard racist language is when I've been listening to a Wu-Tang song in the kitchen. 
and they've, they've heard that word but it doesn't come from a place of racism do you know what I mean they're, they're hearing the jizzer say it they're hearing do you know what I mean they're hearing method man say it they're hearing red man say it they're hearing do you know what I mean they're hearing all these guys that I fucking love like hip hop like rappers that I fucking adore <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That I, I hold in these massive pedestals, like these guys are fucking gods. Do you know what I mean? Using these words, so they they aren't hearing it the same place that I heard it. And then you're like, well, and then we've had conversations about it. So we have. There has been times where they've asked. Because I remember one of my young ones asking, "Does Eminem say that word?" And I was like, "No, no, he doesn't." Because he couldn't. He couldn't say that word. Do you know what I mean? He couldn't say that that word. There was a, a line on the. Marshall Mallers LP where he said something 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 quicker than you'd want to fuck me after I said the word but the couplet before it was trigger and that's but he, and he never said the word but everybody knew what he fucking meant kind of thing because he could that do you know what I mean like I, and I remember he the Marshall Mallers LP which I listened to every day after school playing Grand Theft Auto 2 every day after school I'd go on when I was just a little baby boy, my mama used to tell me these crazy things. It's fucking songbird, mate. <laughs> Voice of a fucking generation. So anyway, so that was it. And it was the same when Brian Mocha was saying that thing about the, the, the trans rights and the gay rights and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I, I kill man. And he was, everybody was cheering kind of thing. And I was like, right, well, why? Because then there's a bit about Brian Moko. I said this to my good lady wife in the way back, man. There's a bit about, so, so one of my friends... Growing up, one of my friends that was a girl, right? She was mad into placebo. In fact, I get into placebo because she was into placebo. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, she was so into placebo that I heard placebo in her house and I was like, that's fucking great. Do you know what I mean? It was one of those things. And she had a picture of Brian Moko on her wall and he was lying back. He'd like this red jumper on and he had this long black hair uh, and this and porcelain white skin. And I remember my mate coming in one day, one of my pals coming into her house and going, fuck me, she's beautiful. I talked about Brian Moko and then going, that's a guy. But as I said, I was like, I know what you mean, man. I, I know, I fucking know what you mean. Like, I was saying that to my good lady, but there's never been a point in my life where I've thought I was gay. There's never been a, I've never had that struggle. Like, I've never had that, well, it, it would have been a struggle back then because there was nobody was openly gay when I was at school. Fucking no one. There was fucking no one. In fact, the first openly gay person I remember when I was at school wasn't even, even in my year. It was in my sister's year, I think, or the year below my sister. And I remember going, fuck, things can change quick, man. Because no one would have came out when I was at school. No fucking way. There's no fucking way anyone would have came out when I was at school. Like, their life would not have been worth living. There was too many arseholes. That mentality was still there. It probably is still there. To be fair, I don't know. I've never, I've never experienced it the way that someone else has experienced it. I'm just saying what I seen. Do you know what I mean? Or what I thought I seen. The meaning that I derive from the absurd nature of everything. More coffee. But I remember that, and I remember looking at Brian Moko and going, "But I, I, I've never been." That's what I was saying. I, I've never been. There's never been a point where I think I've ever been attracted to anything other than women. Right, there's never been a point. But I remember looking at Brian Moko and I remember hearing Brian Moko sing and I remember hearing the albums and I remember seeing him on the TV and going, fuck me, there's something about that guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. And even that poster, I remember going, gee, there's something, just something. He's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like, he was probably the first guy 
that I could, is it, I don't even know if objectively is the right word, he's probably the first guy that I've ever seen that I could genuinely look at and go, fuck, he's beautiful. In the same realm as Bowie, in the same in the same world as David Bowie, when we were in Waterstones, my good lady wife picked up a picture book of David Bowie and there was a photo of him with a white t-shirt on and he had the short kind of hair and the middle shed kind of thing. And again, st stunning. Absolutely fucking beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> like, there's not, there's not a fucking, I can't, I, that's the only way to dis describe it, do you know what I mean? But, so I, Brian Mokos talk about how the fuck did I end up here? How the fuck did this happen? How the fuck did this, this is, honest to Christ, I've obviously held this in for too many days and so many things have fucking festered, congealed in my brain and I'm just trying to get them all out in one failed fucking scoop. It's like a toothpick. These podcasts are like a toothpick for my brain. Just go in through the ear and scoop out the shite that you've been thinking about so you can film, put new fucking shite in. But that, that, that was more, that's what I was saying. When the people were filming on the phone, it was more distracting because no one else was doing it. But it was also very distracting because the the bouncers are then shining the light trying to get this person to stop doing it. But, like, that was twice. I never had my phone out at dinner. Like, when me and my good lady wife for anybody going to eat, the phone isn't there. I don't sit with my phone and when I'm eating my dinner. It doesn't fucking happen. So that whole day, I my phone was away during the Banksy thing, my phone was away during dinner, and my phone was away during placebo. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, nah, I'm not fucking doing this. Like, I, I, but I think it's like a crutch to some people. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. I, maybe a crutch isn't the right word, but I couldn't believe how many people couldn't go a full gig without fucking filming anything. Like, but that's what it used to be like. So I met my my pal on the way out. I met a couple of my pals. Right, I met my pal my pal my pal Sean and my pal Steph after it. We we're talking about, and then I met my pal Sammy. Right. And Sammy was like that. That was like the fucking gigs I used to go to. That was like the gigs I... See, when I seen Placebo in the Barrowlands, when I seen, the, I seen them in the bars, there was no phones. We just were there. And it was fucking great. And it just reminded me of what it used to be like at gigs. And I was like, I, I, was, I was still at the time. But there was no phones. And, you could, and if there was phones, you certainly couldn't take photographs on them. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's just a bit of me that's like, you're fucking there. You're there and your hard drive will be wiped. Your hard drive will be wiped one day and your Facebook will go obsolete and your your, your Instagram will go obsolete. Fuck, my granddad's got a Facebook page, man. My granddad's got a Facebook page and he's been dead fucking I don't know how long. Do you know what I mean? Like, eventually all this stuff kind of stops fucking... And all you'll leave is a... F like, this digital print and no one's going to give a fuck if you're at that placebo gig or not. Like, no one's going to watch that video of placebo and go, that was great that you were there. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not. the I don't think they will. I don't think. I don't think they will. Do you know what I mean? They'll probably think of the times that you spent with them, not with your face glued to a fucking phone. Do you know what I mean? So I it did get me really thinking about the phone thing and how it's a lot of shite. Something it's a lot of shite. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's, technology's fucking wonderful, but it's all about how you how you use it, isn't it? It's all about how you use it, which I, but that was another thing I done. I downloaded one of those a, art AI things. So I did, I didn't download it. I bought some credits to fuck about with and see what the fuss is all about kind of thing. And I was putting in stuff and there was one thing I was like, there was a thing I wanted to paint ages ago and I wanted to do a hamster inside a hamster wheel, running on the hamster wheel, watching a screen of hamsters living in the wild is what I wanted to do. Like the treadmills that you get with the TV. 
because you're watching the TV and just fucking running. I wanted to do that. So I put it into the AI thing and what it sent me back was dog shit. It was dog shit. It didn't even, it didn't even have what I said. Like it put a hamster and a wheel on a TV. There was fucking nothing there. One of them was a hamster inside a TV with a wheel sitting next to it. Like, and there was shit, there was shit drawings. Fucking one eye over here and half a fucking mouth. It looked like an, like an Aphex twin cover. Not that weird thing that Aphex twin do. Like, it, that fucking weird shit like that. I was like, this is bullshit. And I put another one in. I don't even know why I wrote it. I wrote that I wanted a hammerhead shark looking up from the ocean into the star sky with a looking, a starry sky with a look in its face like it wants to live on the moon. That's what I wrote. And th what I got back wasn't even a fucking hammerhead shark. The robot couldn't tell me what a hammerhead shark was. And I was like, right, maybe I'm not using this thing. Right. And then at the same time, I was like, I don't fear this. I don't fear this. Now if people are going, oh, it's going, oh, take all our jobs. I don't, I don't fucking think they will. Like, I, I really don't think they will. I think until it grows hands and it can unplug itself from the wall, then you need to fucking worry. If AI is a real fucking problem, if that artificial intelligence thing is a real fucking problem, just disconnect the server. That's it. Like, I don't leave my iron on when I leave the house and go, oh, I fucking hope the house doesn't burn down. Like, I fucking just pull the iron, I unplug the iron. <laughs> And that problem ceases to exist. So I was fucking about with the AI thing, and I was like, it's got a long way to go, I think, before it can actually, before it can actually seriously replicate the thing that I envision in my head. Until I can plug my head into the computer, that won't happen. Sort of thing. So, but I was doing it to see, just to see, and I was like, because even if I could get some stuff and then use that as a frame of reference for another thing, I was like, no, this thing isn't capable of doing what it is that I want it to do or I'm not using it right but I was writing in big lengthy descriptions and adding other things in like a 3D rendering of a, an oil painting of and actually giving it the style and then giving it a reference image and it still wasn't doing what, what I wanted it to do so I was like ah fuck it man it's not I'll fuck about with it some more and see what happens but I'm not threatened by it I'm not threatened by it the same way I was never threatened I remember getting tagged in a thing on Facebook it was a printer for a wall it was just a big printer on stilts and you put the image in and the fucking it print the the, the the robot thing would go along the wall and print it right along. And someone tagged me and it was like, that's your job, mate. I was like, yeah, until the fucking thing can draw its own image. Because someone needs to put an image in it. Like someone needs to tell it what to do. So the, the day I'm out of a job is the day that they can do it itself. And I've just looked at the bit that can do it itself and I'm still putting shit into it for it to create the thing. It's not creating it itself. The AI didn't go, here's a hamster on a wheel watching a robot, watching a, a, a wildlife documentary about hamsters in the wild and it's supposed to represent this. It doesn't It doesn't do that. It's not connected into that, but it still needs human prompts. It still needs a human to come along and go, this is what I want and this is what I think it means. It doesn't have that frame of reference. Do you know what I mean? Which is why I'm like, fucking fill your boots, man. Fill your boots. Fill your fucking boots if you want to use an AI to make a logo for your fucking shop. Fill your boots, kind of thing. But it doesn't do what I do. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't do what what the other people do. Like, to take something and turn it into something else or create something out of nothing. It's got to have a prompt. It's like when you hear people... I was listening to a thing the other day and they were saying that uh, there's people making music using AI. So they're asking, they're saying, make a beat like this and write lyrics like this. That's fucking fine. Like, and go, that's music done with. I'm like, ah, no, it's not. That's just changed pop music. 
that's just changed pop music. That's all it's done is it's just changed the way that pop music works. Now they've got an AI that's going to know what fucking people want to hear. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear. I I want to listen. I want to listen to music made by people who mean it. That's it. That's all I want to hear. I only want to look at things, and read things, and watch things that have been made by people that mean it. I don't. I don't want to fucking listen to shit that isn't meant. It, do you know what I mean? Like it's just. It's just been thrown together for the for consumption. It's. It's not being. There's not a thought put behind it. Because when you think, because when you think about it, the Brian, the Brian Moko thing, right? Uh, when I was when I was listening to Placebo, there was things in those songs that made me think about other things that weren't just the music. It made me start to think about other stuff. Know what I mean? Other other things that I maybe didn't think before, and that came from a person, and that person conveyed ideas that they thought. And, 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 and put them out into the universe for other people to try and understand and derive the same meaning that they got. Kind of thing. Kind of getting deep, man. Kind of getting quite fucking deep into the whole the whole thing. What I'm trying to say is, I don't think that robots are going to take over art. In fact, robots will pro- probably will take over art. But art isn't, has, been, has been taken over by cunts with money. I'm j- obviously, I just don't give a f- I don't give a fuck about saying the sea bomb anymore. Uh, and the music's been taken over by people with money. It's it's always been like that. It's it's never there's never been a point where it hasn't been like that. It's that's why I think graffiti is so important. That's why I think graffiti is so important because it's the fir- first artistic movement that came from nothing. It's like punk rock. Learn three chords and fucking mean it. That's it. Like that that it's one of those mo- hip hop was another thing. Came from nothing. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the stuff that's interesting, like the harmonica. This is a this is a true story. The harmonica was a toy. That was a toy made for children, right? And in the in the in the south, where there was a lot of impoverished black people, right, that wanted to be able to play saxophone but couldn't. The harmonica was a toy where they could mimic that sound. So they took the toy, and they turned it into what the harmonica is today. Like it didn't look like that. Like it, it became something different. It became an, a, a legitimate instrument when it was a toy to begin with, right? And and that's the same thing where the cigar box guitars came from. The same place where people were making instruments because they had this thing inside them that they had to get out. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's what it is. And graffiti is kind of the same, and hip hop was the same, because like people were taking records and taking bits of things that already existed. And turning them into new things. And when hip hop first came out, people didn't class it as music. Do you know what I mean? They didn't class that that as music. It wasn't music. That, that seriously, that's what they said. This isn't music. We can't sell it the same as music because it's not music. No, it's it fucking it's fucking music. Like hundred percent, it's fucking music. It's just something you didn't understand. And the same thing with graffiti. I think where it's like incredibly. It's it should be wide fucking open. It should be wide fucking open. There shouldn't be any barriers to entry into the world of graffiti. Or the world of that kind of thing. Like making your mark and shit that doesn't belong to you. Like that should be completely fucking wide open and should always be completely fucking wide open because it's the first artistic movement where anybody could take part, I think. This is what I say to young folk when I'm working with them. 
It's, like, it's the first, it's the first artistic movement where anyone could take part because up until that point, if you look at music, Bach, Mozart, Beethoven, all had money. They all had money. There was no one, no composers came from the street. There was no gutter composers. Do you know what I mean? Because music was a was a was a privilege. It, it could only be afforded by the wealthy. And then I was in a place the other day, and I was talking about this, right? And I was saying, and it's the same way. It's the same with art because Leonardo da Vinci was funded by the Catholic Church. All the stuff that he done was funded by all the stuff that he done by himself. He had the money to explore these things, but it was because he was funded by the Catholic Church. And then I said, and then you get guys like, and I know nothing about art. I know nothing about art, but Vincent van Gogh, who was just a guy that painted in a hut. And then one of the young folk went, that's not true. I was like, right. So what is true? And they were like, his brother had money. Like he came from a wealthy hab a wealthy family, but chose to live that way because paint was expensive. So like it wasn't, he, he wasn't from that bit. He was a bit like the Buddha. Do you know what I mean? They never said that, but you know, the, the Buddha, I think the Buddha, this is the thing where he was, the Buddha was a prince who had lots of money, but then decided to get rid of it all and live a life sans money, I think. And it was the same sort of thing with, with Van Gogh. And I was like, oh, fuck, right, cool, man. But I didn't know that. And now I do know that. Um, I think I haven't researched it. They said that, but the art teacher that was there as well was like, that's true. And I was like, oh, fucking cool, man. It's been verified by someone with, with more knowledge than me. Um... I don't even know how I got into this. I don't even know how I got to this point where I'm talking about this thing right now anymore. What the fuck? I went out on Saturday night. Jesus fucking Christ on a bicycle. <laughs> I don't even know how I got here. Anyway, right, that, let's just wrap it up there. Let's just wrap up there. If I've realised that I've went so far of a tangent that I don't know where I started anymore, I've probably, I probably have used up Anything that's worth saying, it's all gone. So, fuck knows, man. Right, eh. Aye, there we go. Fuck it. Let's just end it there. Let's just end it there. So, thank you very much for your time because it's the most important thing you've got and I will catch you next time on Confessions of a Walrus Chaser.